What's good? What's good, man? Man, wifey was having a discussion today about like ever since we've been quarantined, ever since COVID started, ever since people been working from home. The world has changed, man. And people want things to remain the same or they want things to go back to the way they used to be. But personally, I feel as if we need to embrace change, embrace moving forward. Because like the United States, the whole country is dealing with anxiety. Everybody is anxious for something different to happen. For change Anxious for something better to happen And With all this stuff going on man People have been dying left and right We're more aware of death Because with the devices in our hands We know about death immediately It's just Trying times Strange times right now And like The reason I'm saying these things is because Check on your strong friends man With people killing themselves And and, and people committing suicide now Check on your strong friends The reason I say that like Those folks Who look like They'll figure it out They got two three kids They always look like They figure it out They make things happen You need to check on those individuals man They work two or three jobs They'll get the bills done They'll they'll be able to pay the bills Those people May want to take their own life Because they're exhausted They're tired of struggling They're tired of fighting So check on your strong friends man And if you're one of those individuals I'm talking about right now Call the suicide hotline And talk to somebody Because it's real out here man It's really real And uh Just think about moving forward man The reason I'm talking like this also Is because I said move forward I was talking about people want the past They want things to Go back to the way they used to be All of those situations Come because people aren't embracing Right now They're not happy for Right now They ain't Thankful for the moment They're thinking about how it used to be Or how it's gonna be They ain't thinking about right now But you know man This the cabinet conversation We still celebrating black It's black history month And you already know we're getting on into the pile Let's do it I am happy to join with you today In what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Shining down, shining down, shining down, shining down, shining down. So, I was uh, looking at the Breakfast Club today, and it was a uh, a person on there that was saying some intriguing things like I love when the Breakfast Club have Dr. Umar on there or a black author or somebody that is a senator or 
a person that's in a political position that's an African American and they're speaking about education, they're speaking about black struggles and uh, black situations and things that's going on with black people. And if you are like one of the people that's Caucasian or a different race that's watching this podcast and you support the podcast, I appreciate you being here, man. And uh, I appreciate you celebrating black with us because I know at times like you may not want to embrace or listen to black topics and things about black people. But over here on this channel, we're not uh, victimizing the situation. We're not speaking negative on any other individuals over here. This is positive, uplifting, educational, chill, kickback topics or whatever. But this person that came on, her name is Kimberly Jones. And I ain't talking about Lil' Kim. That's with a uh, bad boy. <laughs> I'm talking about Kimberly Latrice Jones. She's an American author known for co-authoring the book. I'm not dying with you tonight. And for the viral video, how can we win published during the George Floyd protest? She said some profound things on the breakfast club today. And when she was saying those things, I said, I need to discuss this with the people who watch my podcast that wants to get into the comment section and uh, chop it up with me and further the discussion. But this is what she said, though. Defund the police. Mm -hmm. And you talk about your own experience with police brutality, which, yeah. by the way, was hard for me to read. So I can't even imagine what it was like yeah. for you to have to experience something like that. So do you think or what do you think let people know could happen for the police to actually work uh, better in our country? Because it hasn't. Well, I mean, policing is the grandchild of slave catching. And so the tenets of it has never changed since then. And even when you look around things as simply like, to me, George Zimmerman is a great example of that. And the reason that I say that is because when slave catching started, it basically deputized any white person to stop any black person at any given time and be like, what you doing? Mm -hmm. We were still being stopped by random folks with no authority asking them what you're doing. And so what you look at in the 60s and 70s was there was actually a transition and a change even in the uniform of the police officer that became more militarized. And so now what we really have is a military, a, a local military as opposed to an actual policing system. Mm -hmm. And also you are having police calls being made for things that don't, are not connected to criminality. That's right, like, mental I don't, health issues. Yeah, mental health issues, child truancy, things that don't require a person with a gun and a badge to do it. Also, even when you look at the recruiting videos for police, it's not the nice, friendly police officer of the 1950s getting the cat out of the tree. It's somebody <laughs> jumping over a car thinking they want to be Rambo, like, join the police forces, you know, live your best life. It's like, really? Is that is that what we're doing? We're trying to have a militarized system against the people. Policing is supposed to be about public safety. We have neglected mm -hmm. public safety and really created an attack on the people. Can you bring that's so real, man. What happened to protect and serve that they used to promote on the side of the cause? But before I get into my thought process, I'm going to give you all a little story, a backstory about me. So growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in, it was like I hustled. I, I, I did some things to try to achieve finances. And I purchased a car before I was old enough to drive. So with me doing that, I was on the streets learning how to drive. And I got pulled over by a cop. His name, his nickname, his street name was Cop Killer Miller. 
And when he pulled me over, he said, I'm never going to take you to jail. But every time I see you and I see this car move, I'm going to write you a citation and hinder you from getting driver's license. Every time. And I used to think I could get away, like go to the store right quick or go to Walmart right quick. I was just 15. I had a car. And uh, I wanted to ride to school or whatever, drive to school. And he would catch me every time. I had like seven or eight to ten citations. They were just building up, building up, building up. And it hindered me for a long time from attaining driver's license. I probably didn't get driver's license until I was 23, 24. I probably paid over $17,000 in citations. I have over 100 citations. And to me, that seems like harassment. For me not being able to obtain driver's license and get in trouble. And I'm not saying that they're wrong for doing their job because I was wrong from the jump for driving when I shouldn't have been. So I'm guilty off top. But the laws in America, the uh, Constitution, all of that stuff wasn't in consideration for black folks. It wasn't. And at the beginning, she said that policing is the grandfather of slavery, of slave catching. That's what she said. Let me correct myself and be right. The grandfather of slave catching. When I think about that, I think about profitability. Why would they change anything? And on the Two Brothers podcast, me and Troy talk about the the uh, police don't need to be defunded. The funds need to be reallocated. And when we say reallocated, reallocated for training, different type of training, because there should be no reason that it takes a woman longer to get a cosmetology license than it takes an officer to ride around with straps and guns and all of that. It's no reason for that. But. At the end of the day Will it ever change though Because My thought process I may be wrong in this Is that They killed and enslaved To have this power To have Control over the United States Who's to say They're not willing to die To lose it Are we willing to kill And To obtain it That's, that's, that's just all it is To me that's, the, that's my perspective And that's my Ideology of what Well have to happen for change to happen with the police. For real, man. But you know, I named the podcast Curating the Culture. This ain't we we gonna be on black culture. We're gonna be on hip hop culture. Um also we're gonna be on podcast culture. And the reason I said we're gonna be on podcast culture because the biggest podcaster in the world is being like <laughs> Under fire right now for using I ain't gonna say it The n-word I'm gonna say the n-word this time Even though He says that black people can use The word We can But who created the word So We living in a sensitive time right now To where Certain words And talking about You on these platforms I, I caught myself slipping when I started talking about taxes 
But when you get on these platforms And you are a public figure You can't get on these platforms Talking reckless about Politics and religion You see Whoopi Goldberg just got Suspended for two weeks For talking reckless about Jews Or was she talking reckless about Jews And the Holocaust and all of that type of stuff Was she talking about it Or she just wasn't aligned With The perspective of the people that she worked for And they started taking back (laughs) Commercials The people started taking their commercials off their platform Stopped funding their platform Because of the things she had to say And some people say that Spotify uh, Should fire Joe Rogan Or let Joe Rogan go And it's, it's people taking their music off of Spotify right now But But certain platforms will allow you to say certain things And certain places won't allow you to say certain things Because it's just different brands Different people invested in it But Joe Rogan, he he issued an apology recently And this is the part that I took from the apology That really stood out to me How there's not another word like it in the entire English language Because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it, and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic, but a black person can use it, and it could be a punchline. It could be a term of endearment. It could be lyrics to a rap song. It could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word, but it's not my word to use. Nobody owns the word. First of all And Black folks can use the word Because the word was used against us To belittle us To uh, To like Look at us as a lower Tier of human being Or not to look at us as humans period But Joe Rogan it's a lot of people that got his back And it's a lot of people that's against him And I'm shocked like the reason I brought this up Is because I'm shocked by one person in support of Joe Rogan I gotta pull up the the, the context Because it, it was weird to me That this person of all people Is supporting what Hold on hold on let me find it let me find it Jay Prince The CEO of Rapalot The CEO for the Ghetto Boys. He's like the black John Gotti of the South. This is Black History Month. We celebrating black. I ain't hating on him, but this is what Jay Prince had to say. Joe Rogan is not a racist. I know this brother. Hmm. It takes a sincere individual to admit when they are wrong and have effed up about a situation. As you can hear, he's done that. And I forgive him because I never want to become one of those people that are filled with unforgiveness and hate that we complain about all the time. Let this be an example to others of the sensitivity of the word nigger being said by anybody other than a nigger. That has some, some weight to it though, because we, Are the most forgiving people on the planet Black folks We always forgiving 
We always give somebody a pass Why are we giving him a pass Some people Are taking their music off of Spotify They ain't in support of Spotify no more Trump talking about Why Joe Rogan keep apologizing Okay It's just a sticky situation And my perspective is that Nobody should be using the word period But white folks definitely shouldn't be using the word And calling people gorillas And all of that old type of stuff Joe Rogan said he was He went to a black neighborhood to watch uh, The Planet of the Apes And he was in a neighborhood full of gorillas Talking reckless He was talk. He'd been talking reckless Saying the word in a context Where he think that it's not negative But the word shouldn't be used Period by a person that ain't one That's all I gotta say about that man It's just, it's just weird I'm not in support of Joe Rogan I ain't never listened to a whole Joe Rogan podcast And he's the biggest podcaster in the world But Man, it don't it just don't look good on Spotify in that they letting that slide. They letting it slide with no repercussions. It's just my perspective, man. But I'm a, I'm going to go into something else though. And this is pertaining to hip hop. And these groups like they've like Trail, why are you concerned about New York hip hop? Why are you concerned about uh Mob Deep and Capone and Noriega? Like I'm a student of the game, man. I listened to these artists I supported these artists I bought their albums when it was the CD era And uh, I'm a fan Not in the literal term But Just the music <laughs> For real I enjoy the music And Prodigy wrote a book Called My Infamous Life The first hip hop artist to write a book that I was uh, interested in anyway And in the book he said a lot of things About a lot of people That It comes to light now that It may not be true The things he said And his own <laughs> His own partner That was in the duo of the group Mob Deep Spoke up when he went on Drink Champs with Nori about something that was said in the book that he think that is that isn't true, and um, havoc that was Prodigy's partner in the book. I mean, in the group uh, Mob Deep, he spoke up about something that was written in the book that he viewed may not be true. Because I want the viewers to know we love each other. I love you. You know, you 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 put us on, but at one point. There was like a cube, uh, there was a Capone and Noriega mob deep. Beef? Problem. <clears throat> Riff. The beef started, and Prodigy said this in his book. Mm -hmm. So I would like to refute this or address this. Mm -hmm. In Prodigy's book, he said that you came to Capone's door mm -hmm. and then you swung on tragedy. Mm. That's what that's what the book says. Yeah, I you know I would like you to address this because I know yeah. I, I know me and you spoke off camera. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. and if you if you don't want to speak about this, we we can. That's nah, all good. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. you know, sometimes people remember 
things the way they like to remember it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. That's the way he remembered things. The way I remember things is like, you know, trash. It's like a mentor of mine, right, right. you know what I mean? Like, Beautiful. off top, you know what I mean? He the one that gave me my MC name, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, over the years, me and Trash had our differences, but never would I ever swing on them. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I would never do nothing like that. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know. Sometimes uh, maybe Pete heard that, you know what I'm saying? And it morphed into something, who knows? But, um, nah, you know, I fuck with Trash, man. You know right. what I'm saying? That's my people's. Right. Hey, I... Hearing that, man, like, I believed that Mob Deep was the truth. I thought that Mob Deep was just some real niggas. I supported Mob Deep. But now, I really don't take too much gangster rap literal, too much balling rap literal, because these people are entertainers. And they on these platforms lying. For real. They lying, they killed. They done killed 200 niggas in, On one album How you ain't in jail You know what I'm saying You done sold 50 bricks on one album 50 bricks times That's 1.5 million That's 30,000 a piece Come on now And you riding in a Chevy Caprice bitch. You know what I mean It's just Too much fabrication in this music man I, t- I-, I like listening to Knowledgeable people now And I don't like listening to a lot of fluff But uh, we're going to get into one more topic The lady name is Teslin Figaro And uh, It's a lot of people that I'm celebrating Celebrating this Black History Month That a lot of folks may not know about And uh, One of the people I want to celebrate Before we get into the Teslin Figaro talk Is Wale man Wale probably one of the dopest artists in the world from the Chocolate City, and he ain't celebrated like that. Let's go. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Tesla and Figaro. She, uh, hold up, hold up. As a founder of the award-winning Tesla and Figaro Communications Group, a Florida Supreme Court certified civil circuit and appellate conflict resolution mediator and trainer, Tesla provides communication solutions, political consulting, crisis management, and customized training to some of the nation's most influential political, social, and cultural leaders in America. And this is what she had to say that was intriguing to me. So do you think if Martin Luther King were here now, he would condone the use of looting to be heard? Well, of course he would. 
I mean, he condoned it then. He said anything, you know, that is destructive. He believed that light was the only thing that could conquer darkness. But, you know, to be honest with you, if he was here today, it's a totally different generation. Uh, you know, this generation is not necessarily led by quotes from the past or leaders from the past. Uh, this generation uh, is frustrated with the fact that there was looting and rioting and, and, and all of those things done in the past, the same as there was police brutality in the past, the same as it is today. So when people focus so much on looting, I can be honest with you and say that there is a sector of the black community uh, that is offended by that, that, that it is more conversation wearing about the looting than the conversation about why there's looting in the first place and how do we fix it? America is a capitalist society. And when African-Americans were brought over to this country, value was placed on our head, literally. My ancestors had a price on them. So it seems that America has more concern with property, more concern with damage to property, more concern with how the economy is damaged, more so than the people who have been damaged by the economy. Now, she said America. Who is America? Is America white people? America isn't everybody. America isn't the whole. So, black folks have a right to feel as if America is wrong for valuing property and things over the human being. But when have they shown us otherwise? Never. She said we live in a capitalist country. Do people know what capitalists mean? That means money is more important than the human being. You are not more important than real estate. You're not more important <laughs> than property, than, than, than the well-being of us staying in the position that we're in In power And we're willing to die for it Are you willing to kill for it To make a change I, I said it I'm sorry Hey man Thank y'all for tuning in man To the the podcast man If you listening to the audio version Come on over to the uh, YouTube version So you can see the visuals man And chop it up with your boy now If you're looking at the bottom of the screen You see that cash app sign and you want to donate to the show at Wavy Neutron to donate to the show to make sure we keep elevating to make sure the brand keep getting better and better and better. And if you want to uh, check me out on Instagram and follow me on Instagram so you can be up on the current topics and the current discussion or whatever, go on to the Instagram, man. But we continuously celebrating black, man. And we loving black and we loving us and we showing each other love and we ain't killing each other, man. We out, man. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Shining down, shining down, shining down, shining down. The Trevor Jackson Podcast.